0: Welcome to episode 80 of Beating Around the Bush podcast. The Beating Around the Bush podcast is simply an extension of my column that appears weekly in the Carroll Newsletter and are simply my opinions, my observations, and the usual ramblings of an old sports writer. Episode 80 entitled, I'm Back and Better Than Ever. First of all, let me start out by apologizing to my listeners, because I've been on vacation, and I promised we went up into Canada, drove up to the easternmost part of Canada uh, without going out to an island, and turn and uh, turn. Uh, eventually, came back west, came back down through Michigan, and I'll kind of explain as we go. But I promised while we were on vacation that we were gonna continue to do our podcast. And we did the first week. And then the second week, when it came time to do a podcast, had to be in a real remote area. I uh, couldn't get any Wi Fi, so couldn't really upload one or could record it one, but couldn't upload one. You know, all those great things about technology that you hear all the time are useless when you're in the wilderness. We spent a lot of time in the wilderness, but then some could say that. Uh, wilderness is a territory that I'm familiar with, but anyway, so we didn't do a podcast, and then the next week we were actually traveling on our way back. So we've gotten back, and here we are. So I did do a podcast, sitting here on a Tuesday afternoon, kind of warm outside. Been outside doing a little work, came in, ate lunch, so I do podcast but let me tell you about some experiences that I had while we were on our vacation. Cause, uh, this is a sports related podcast and we'll kind of do that as much as we can when the occasion calls for it. But, you know, I've said often on these podcasts, you know, basically my duties for the newspaper are limited to just high school because, uh, for example, I've been seeing some of it on Facebook, <clears throat> all these, uh, Cal Ripkin teams t-ball coach pitch then on up nine and ten 11 12 and then you've got that for the girls as well uh, you just can't there's no way that you can cover all of that there's just too many places to be I Noticed that there's three or four playing on the same night in about four different locations so you just can't you just can't do that so you know I pretty much stick to the high school stuff and plus I need a summer off anyway so uh, There's not usually a lot of sports to cover, but as a sports person, I'll be honest with you, uh, my mind never strays uh, from a sporting event. But I ran a, wrote in my column a couple weeks ago, and I was able to do that while I was on vacation because all I needed was a small window uh, to email uh, whatever material that I came up with. And uh, I had a chance to do that while I was on vacation, but. Went in a little, there's a little town called Ludenburg, if I, if I remember correctly. And I, I'm just quoting this off the top of my head. A little seaside town on one of these bays that come in from the ocean. Uh, ate down on the waterfront that day and have a lot of souvenir shops. And I have this uh, a disease that uh, when I'm on vacation, I usually buy a hat and a T-shirt and a magnet from wherever I'm at. So I came home with more T-shirts than I had before I left or I had in my suitcase. I could have just bought or carried one uh, pair of clothing with me or a shirt with me and then just wore whatever I bought and never would have had to worry about it. And I might just start doing that in the future. But we were in this little uh, town called Ludenburg and went into this souvenir shop. And, uh, you know, me being a Tennessee fan, I've got an Apple Watch. I've got an Apple computer, got an Apple iPhone, you know, I'm an Apple guy. And uh, But I bought me a wristband last year that has the Pirate T on both sides, Pirate T being for University of Tennessee. And I go into a souvenir shop, and this well-built gentleman, younger than I am, is in his early 60s, come to find out later because I Googled him and uh, found out a lot more about him than what he told me. But he says you're from tennessee and i go yeah how did you know because uh i ran across a lot of people in canada that figured out right quick that i wasn't from around there as we would say here in the south they knew by my accent that i didn't belong in canada or i mean don't take that wrong i belonged in canada because it's a nice little country or I wouldn't say national country. It's a great big country. But I am as welcome there as anybody else is. But my accent made me stand out in a lot of places. So naturally, when this guy says, you're from Tennessee, I go, yeah. And I thought he was talking about my accent. And I said, how did you know that, being facetious? Because I thought I knew the answer. And he says, because I saw the T on your watch. And your watch band hey that's very good you know about the party then he says yeah i know a little bit about football then he proceeded to tell me this man's name was terry baker and he pulls out of his pocket two rings because he had won two gray cups now the gray cup if you don't know what that is is canada's super bowl because they have canadian football league and uh, it's a little bit different from uh, American football, not a lot different. You know, a lot of people go up there and play because it's professional football. Uh, you still get paid to do it if you can't make it in the NFL. You know, Doug Flutie is a name uh, that played in the CFL for a pretty good while before he kind of get got his feet wet and in the NFL with the Buffalo Bills and that kind of stuff. And a lot of people have played in the Canadian Football League. Well, this gentleman, Mr. Baker, and it turns out, and I figured this out a little bit later on because it showed me a picture on the wall, that uh, he owned, evidently, this little souvenir shop. And, of course, you have to remember where we were at. We were up around Cape Britain. That's up in the uh, uh, eastern part of Canada in uh, uh, Nova Scotia. It's part of Nova Scotia. And they've got the highlands where they've got kind of mountains. It reminds you a lot of Scotland. It reminds you a lot of East Tennessee and uh, the New England area and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so they're seasonal. They're not, uh, you know, from – and actually when we were in a lot of this area, the temperature was sometimes in the 40s, sometimes in the 50s. And uh, we actually had to go to outdoor store and and buy some insulated underwear because we thought we were prepared, but not as prepared as we thought we were. But anyway, so, you know, they're only open from like June or so until August, and they have a short period when it gets it gets cold again because it's just so close to the Atlantic Ocean. But uh, he's working in the souvenir shop, and I had bought a T-shirt and a hat. Ha, go figure. And when he noticed my power tea on my watch, and we carried on this conversation, but he won two great Cups. He played football with, a, he won a great cup with Saskatchewan. And that is, by the way, for you fans that are not familiar with Canadian Football League, they would be the Rough Riders. That would be their mascot. And then he won a great cup later on with Montreal. Now, Montreal would be the Alouettes. Alouette, Alouette. I, forgive me for that. I just couldn't help that. But anyway, uh, this gentleman, he looked like he was a football player. I actually thought he was a linebacker, and we carried on a great conversation. He knew a little bit about Tennessee's. So you had a good baseball team, you know. And I mentioned, hey, you know, we got a kid from Hayden that's playing center field for the baseball team. And that's during uh, the time when they were playing in the regionals and super regionals, and uh, eventually uh, the World Series, which I got to see part of one game when I got back. Uh, but anyway, so he knew. Uh, he knew about Peyton Manning, uh, so he's he's Canadian all of his life. When I googled him, I looked him up, and, and I I could have swore he was probably a linebacker because he was you know you tell he'd been he'd been lifting a few weights and you know he's probably 6'2", maybe somewhere around in there and you know probably a good solid two ten uh, something like that. But you know he he he's kept himself in shape. I was impressed, but it turns out he was a place kicker. Yeah. You know, even kickers work out. But uh, you know, he looked like a football player, but he didn't look like a place kicker. I'll be honest with you about that. But I uh, looked it up, and later on, when I when he told me his name, and uh, you know, of course, that piqued my interest when he showed he showed me his two uh, Grey Cup championship rings. You know, they were big, like a Super Bowl ring would be, and all of that good stuff. And I just thought, hey, this pretty cool. You know, run across a professional athlete. I don't care if it was Canadian Football League, still professional athlete, carried on a conversation. And you know me, uh, conversation didn't wasn't hard uh, to come by. So that was a great experience uh, for myself. Uh, and uh, I really enjoyed that. And it turns out that was several years ago, I think he won a great cup in 98, then another one in 2002 or or somewhere I forget I had that written down somewhere because I did write a column on that. Uh, but that was, that was a pretty cool experience, uh, to meet a f- professional football player. Of course, my first thought was I told my wife this, you know, if, uh, he was a professional football player, what's he doing? Working in a souvenir shop. And then I figured out later on because it, there was a picture on the wall I had a bunch of his great cup teammates. And it said owner, Terry Baker and members of the Montreal Alouette, uh, great cup championship team. And I go, well, he owned a Montreal Alouettes. Now I'll come figure out later on, as I put two and two together, he owned the souvenir shop. So, you know, probably invested a little of his money back, gives him something to do during summertime. Uh, actually, uh, as I, I looked it up and I forget which town it was. It was, uh, it was a town near, uh, Ludenburg where we were at, but he actually, uh, assisted uh, f- high school football. So they have high school football in Canada. Yes, they do. And he was assistant coach on one local high school team somewhere in that area. So uh, if you pick your interest a little more, if you're curious about uh, more about Terry Baker, uh, I'd suggest you go do the same thing. Google it and find the Terry Baker that's uh, attached to a Canadian football league. Well, that was uh, one of my good sports experiences from that trip. You know, we were actually going to go to Newfoundland, but the ferry, the two days we were in that area was not running to uh, Newfoundland. And who knew that later on in the news, you'd have the stuff about the submersible uh, that left out of Newfoundland and then was looking for the Titanic in the Atlantic ocean, you know, and then imploded and everybody knows the story seen the news, but, the ferry wasn't running over there because, the, first of all, the weather was uh, foggy. It was uh, been raining. I actually met a couple in an Airbnb or a bread and back, breakfast uh, that we were in that had been in Newfoundland two days longer than they were supposed to be because it got fogged in, and we couldn't get the ferry over there, so we had to go to Plan B. Plan B was head back toward uh, the west because I told my wife, I said, on this trip, we're going to be going through lots of places, that has a professional baseball team somewhere. So one thing I want to do is find a professional baseball game. So we decided to work our way back west, and it turns out that we decided to come back through Michigan, and I'll explain that here. Why we decided to do that, because here's, here was my choices. Now, there was a, in that area, coming back, I could have stopped in Buffalo, for example, which wasn't too far. We were uh, real actually kind of almost drove around. Well, we drove around uh, Buffalo to get to Canada on our way up. And if you're not familiar with that uh, geographic area, uh, when you're at Buffalo, you're not too far from Niagara Falls. And I've been to Niagara Falls, but, and hey, they've got a triple a franchise there. You know, uh, if you'll remember during COVID, The Toronto Blue Jays actually played their home games in Buffalo because the Canadian government would not let uh, Major League Baseball teams come into Canada uh, during the COVID shutdowns, which I still think is one of the biggest conspiracies the world has ever seen. But we'll do a different podcast on that at a different time. So that was a possibility, but uh, there was also Cincinnati – uh, we saw we went through Cincinnati on the way up, through Cincinnati on the way back. I've been to Cincinnati, so that was kind of uh, – I mean, I've been to a baseball game in Cincinnati. Yes, I have. And that's one thing I like to do is try to go to a, a different Major League ballpark uh, than I've uh, not been to uh, in the past – in fact, in the past uh, three years. I've been to Truist in Atlanta. I went to two games there. I've been to Coors Field out in Denver. I've been to Globe Life Stadium in uh, Dallas, Texas, or Arlington, where the Texas Rangers play. Um, of course, I've been to Cincinnati, and so that was some of the major league parks uh, that I have been to. So, Cincinnati, I would I would have gone there, but I wanted to look and see what else was available first, so I could mark another one off my list. In Cleveland, we went. Pretty close to Cleveland on the way up there. Could have made it on the way back, depending on uh, our route we wanted to take. And then I had the Toronto Blue Jays. That was a possibility also. And then at the other end of the spectrum, we'd had to drive further. Would have been Detroit. Well, I looked at all the schedules on the way back as we were had it kind of planned out as when we were going to come back, where we are going to stop, and we wanted to be home by a certain time because – the, the grandkids were coming in Wednesday. We got back Tuesday, last week. So we had to be, we needed to be back by Tuesday. Well, here, here, here was the situation. Cleveland wasn't in town. Cincinnati was. So again, Cincinnati's down on the list. Toronto was on the road. I uh, never did look to see about Buffalo, to be honest with you. So it came down to, let's drive through Detroit. Because it turns out, this is something I didn't know. And, and you would think, living here in West Tennessee, you think, when you think about Detroit being in Michigan, that it's a long way away. But actually, it's only like nine or ten hours from the town of Aynton. So we decided Detroit was in town on a Monday night. We were coming back Tuesday. So let's go to... um uh, Let's go to Detroit uh, uh, to a baseball game on Tuesday night, and or Monday night, and then we'll ride back Tuesday. So we did that, and I picked. And it was the Kansas City Royals. I know it wasn't much of a game. It wasn't I mean, not much of a game. It was actually a pretty good game, as uh, Detroit won six to four. Uh, neither team. Is doing that well in the standings? Detroit is doing better than Kansas City. Kansas City's got one of the worst records in the major leagues, and uh, uh, Detroit is seven eight games under five hundred. And actually, hey man, if I could have timed it out a week earlier than that, which would have been cool. Atlanta was playing in Detroit on a Monday, a Tuesday, and a Wednesday the week before we were coming back but that was too early to make it our way over to Detroit. We still had some more Canada to see. So uh, uh, that wasn't possible, but they were in town that Monday night. So I waited till Sunday when we were on the Canadian-U.S. border uh, in this little town called Sarnia, which is just across the bay from Huron, uh, Huron Point, I think is the name of this town, Michigan. It's just right across. There's a bridge that connects both the United States to Canada. So picked out. Uh, uh, I waited till Sunday, ordered some tickets, and then we could go to the ball game Monday night. and Drive home. Now, Detroit, that baseball field, of course that it took the place, and I I don't know exactly. And forgive me for this, but don't know exactly when that place was built but uh it's a newer stadium it's one of those uh that is the newer type stadiums that they're building nowadays Truist park is a good example of that they're not building them as big as they used to uh comerica park is the name of the stadium in detroit and it seats 41,000, kind of one of these little bandbox stadiums. And, you know, Truist Park, I think, is 43,000, uh, something like that in Atlanta. Uh, Tiger Stadium used to be there in Detroit. It held a lot more than that. It was an older stadium, uh, had those roofs. You know, Reggie Jackson hit a ball off the top of the roof one time in an all star game. And uh, people still talk about that to this very day as baseball historians about. That baseball went, but Detroit's got a newer little stadium, got some little quirks to it. We walked around the stadium, uh, actually got great seats. And that's if you're going to go to a baseball game, go to a place where the team is not doing well and it's easier to get seats. I'm uh, just to the left of home plate, 17 rows up. Thought I'd be in perfect place to catch a foul ball. No one ever came close. But it was good seats, had aisle seats or, or seats next to the aisle, I had seats one and two, row 17. It only cost me $50 a ticket. Uh, the same ticket in Atlanta, for example, uh, who have uh, the second best record in the major leagues, would cost you two or $300 more than likely. Or it would cost you a lot of money. These tickets were pretty reasonable. 100 bucks for two tickets, you can't get much better than that for real good seats in a major league ballpark. I did get to see uh, Miguel Cabrera, uh, a little tongue-tied there, uh, who will go into the Hall of Fame one of these days. He's got over 3,000 hits, uh, 500 home runs. Uh, he's playing, his, playing it out. Uh, I think this is his farewell tour. If I remember correctly, he's going to retire at the end of the season. And he'll go into the Hall of Fame five years from now. Which is what the uh, time span is for you to be eligible for the Hall of Fame. So he's got five more years, and he'll go into the Hall of Fame. He's 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 a no doubter, and he actually had two hits in the game that we watched uh, last Monday night. You go, wow! So uh, and my wife even remarked, you know, it's just his swing. She said, it's just you know, it's just different than everybody else's. It's like there's no effort to it. But but that's what the great hitters are. Uh, So uh, with that being said, you got to see a Hall of Famer. Uh, I remember I saw Bob Gibson, as a matter of fact, uh, in his last year in the major leagues pitch at St. Louis. And it was back in the 70s. Or maybe, no, I'm sorry, back early 80s, I guess it was, uh, when Tony Tucker and I took uh, uh, some blue leaguers up there to a ball game in St. Louis as a treat for the end of the season. And uh, Bob Gibson pitched a couple of innings that day in relief, so that's a Hall of Famer. I got to see play. I got to see Chipper Jones play in Atlanta at Old Turner Field uh, before they built Truist Park. So I've seen some Hall of Famers. <coughs> excuse me, along the way. So uh, that was that. That was good part of the trip. But I wanted to do that before we got home, and uh, some of the other things right quick if you're ever up that way, and we we like to go out into these state parks or or national parks, as you would call them in Canada, and uh, take pictures and and walk trails and see wildlife and uh, beautiful scenery and that kind of stuff. There was a couple of cities uh, that we went to because we had to go to plan B. One was Quebec City in Quebec that houses a big fort up on top of a hill uh, that uh, British had built to defend Quebec City in, in, uh, during, right after the Re- Revolutionary War during 1812, all that good stuff, and nobody ever attacked it. So it was useless uh, to build it, but it was pretty impressive. Uh, then we walked around the capital of Canada, and that was Ottawa. That was pretty interesting. Walked around the parliament. Uh, you had to book a tour of the parliament. You had to do that ahead of time. We did not. Uh, but we walked around it, walked around the streets, uh, had a nice riverfront. I uh, walked about a mile across this bridge. and went to the uh, Museum of Natural History for Canada and then took a boat ride back. And uh, that was pretty fun. And then we spent our last two nights in Canada. And, and Sarnia, uh, as I mentioned a while ago, that sits right on the uh, river uh, that separates or this particular uh, bay it comes in separates the united states and canada then drove over into we were only actually an hour and a half from uh detroit uh when we were in uh As- sarnia uh so we got up monday morning drove in found us a motel room on the south side of detroit so we could get up and come home uh, that night or the next day and so all that worked out pretty good one last thing i want to finish with on our uh, podcast today because uh, As uh, we're approaching July, uh, July the 4th will be sometime next week. I know the dead period for football is this week and then next week, and then I think the football teams uh, can start working out a little bit after that. And when they do, uh, we'll really have a lot more to talk about as they'll start practicing and all that good stuff. But I wanted to mention the uh, College World Series a little bit. As it finished uh, last night, I didn't watch it because I'd rather watch the Braves and the Twins. Uh, then I had watch LSU in Florida. Although I like to watch college baseball, but to be honest with you, I'd rather watch the Braves play uh, than I had that game. Tennessee been playing. I, there, there's no question what I've been I would been watching. But as I mentioned, that uh, a great season when you really think about it for uh, Hunter Insley, Hunter Insley, Huntington native. Uh, one of the best quarterbacks ever played in Hayden arguably the best baseball player to ever play in Hayden and I wrote a column this past week because uh, on this subject because and, and maybe some of us had forgotten but 2001 Chris Bennett from Hayden played in the college world series and still has a piece of the record. There's like four people that have done it or five. I looked it up the other day and I forget how many, but for seven RBIs in one game in the College World Series, games against Georgia in 2001. He actually had six hits uh, in that ball game. Chris played uh, at Hain and played third base at University of Tennessee after two years at Jackson State, if I remember correctly, and then went to Knoxville, played two years, uh, I actually spent some time in a Philadelphia Phillies uh, organization. And and now this year, Hunter Inslee, first game against uh, LSU. And 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 the kid from uh, uh, LSU that's uh, such a good pitcher through 100 miles an hour, just about every pitch, Hunter had two hits off him, ended up with three hits out of four times at bat in the first game, hit a home run late in the game. Uh, that got to score within five to three for Tennessee, who eventually lost six to three uh, in that game. But, uh, and then that was the only hits that Hunter had. If I remember correctly, did have an RBI in the second game against uh, uh, Stanford. Uh, decent uh, World Series appearance for Huntington native Hunter Inslee. But think about this, and this is what I wrote about this week in the newspaper with two kids from Huntington that have played in the college world series uh, baseball in baseball when you think about that that's pretty that's pretty cool how many small schools do you know of that can say that uh, they've got two kids that's played in the college world series you know that that's pretty cool you know and and, and if i remember correctly uh and i and, and Now I started to say Alan Eubanks was a coach for both of them, but I don't believe that would be right because uh, Eubanks took over Hayden's baseball program in 2003, if I remember correctly. And Chris Bennett would have played in the 01 World Series. So he would have been before that, not sure who his coach was. Now that I think about it and and maybe somebody can uh, find that out for me later on or whatever, but that's, that's pretty cool when you think about it. But, uh, Hunter's got a bright future, and I hope he comes back to Tennessee next year. The draft's coming up, and he could get drafted. I I would like to see him back at Tennessee at least one more year uh, to work on some things and uh, maybe improve his status and make more money next year when he does get drafted. Uh, He'll be a junior, a redshirt junior next year. So it's something to look forward to. And, uh, but a great season by Hunter, a great season by University of Tennessee. So that's going to do it for us uh, this week, and we'll come back next week and try uh, to do it better.